This is Sports Talk with Phil Cordblue, Chris Bergen, and Pat Daniel. Sports Talk is heard across the state on radio affiliates of the Sports Talk Media Network and is streaming live on sportstalksc.com as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number to call in is 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of Sports Talk. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network, and welcome to Championship Weekend here in the state of South Carolina. High school football state championship football games getting underway tonight. We're at Dawson Stadium at South Carolina State University, Jeffries Field. And tonight, it's the first of five state championship games to be played out now through Saturday night as we bring to a close High school football, well, I don't want to say complete close because we have the All-Star Games to play with the Touchstone Energy Bowl coming up a week from Saturday, then the Shrine Bowl after that. But as far as the high school league season is concerned and the competitive side of that, we bring that to a close this weekend, beginning with tonight's game. It's the two-way championship game, and that will feature Gray Collegiate from Columbia against Oceanside Collegiate from Mount Pleasant. So that game's going to kick off around 7 o'clock tonight here at South Carolina State. Of course, on top of all that, it has been, well, as I said on Monday, we've entered the twilight zone when it comes to college football, and I don't think any day this week represents that more than what we've had going on today, and we'll talk all about it. I mean, you had Clemson fire two coaches today. You had a large number of players announcing that they are departing or being reported as going to depart. Some of these are still not publicly out with their plans, but there's been plenty of reporting that they're going to be on the move. Uh, We have got to talk about uh, South Carolina and potential changes on the coaching staff there. You got Barkley Radabaugh resigning as basketball coach at Charleston Southern mid-season after 19 seasons. So just a ton of stuff going on tonight to kind of cover up everything off the courts and off the field seem to be dominating what's happening on the fields and on the courts. We'll try to mesh it all together for you tonight. So I am here at South Carolina State. We have um, Chris Bergen at the Berge Palace over in Sardis, and Pat Daniel back at our studios in Columbia, hoping to be joined here tonight by Buddy Pugh, South Carolina State football coach. He plans to be with us. There is one small obstacle to overcome. The elevator is not working at the stadium. (laughs) Oh, no. And I found out the hard way it's 102 steps from ground floor to the press box. Now, ordinarily, Coach Pugh, a former great athlete, could make that without a problem, but he's got some new body parts over there. <laughs> now, Bill Hamilton made it, the Hall of Famer, but he still lo- looks like he's 15 years old. You know, uh, Coach Pugh, not so much. And, again, he's got some new parts that it might it might be wear and tear to get up those steps. So I haven't heard from him since I sent him a text message to say, hey, love to have you up here with us. If not, we can call you. We'll see what happens. Uh 
it's bad enough, uh, Chris, to just walk up 102 steps, take about 70 pounds of equipment with you. And I felt like a mule trying to, you know, climb up Mount Everest. But I made it. Good for you. Now, you know what us high school broadcasters have to deal with on Friday nights oftentimes, where stadiums have no elevators for the most part. I am surprised, though, SC State did not have their elevator in proper working order before the high school league rolls in for the state championships. That's a little bit disappointing. But, yeah, you got your exercise for sure. I didn't realize, because I've seen the equipment in which you travel, I did not realize it weighed 75 pounds. That would cost you a lot of money on the uh, on an airline. You might well, have to uh, send that ahead. You know, it's not the equipment. It's the case. You know, I got one of those yeah. uh, fancy mm-hmm. cases that protects everything, and that thing weighs about 50 pounds by itself. Plus, I had about 30 pounds of equipment on my na- in my knapsack on my back. Maybe I exaggerate just a little bit for the purpose of a story, but why not? Everybody else yeah. exaggerates about thing like all, being all in and welcome home. Uh, two <laughs> slogans that I think we can put in the portal, John, and just flush out with the players because, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, and I am not taking up any time tonight to sit here and cry and whine about the state of college football in particular and college athletics in general. You've heard enough of that. That doesn't solve anything. Not going to waste any time just talking about what the, the decadent state of this, this sport is now with obviously uh, many players, primetime players, realizing it's a cash grab, it's a money grab, uh, and they're going to go get theirs while they can until somebody closes the door. You know, they've gone to Congress this week for representatives from conferences, went to uh, Congress asking for help, <laughs> help asking for the Congress <laughs> to make laws to help them control something that they created. Uh, it's like, you know, walking into Frankenstein's lab uh, and being asked to, you know, control the monster. That's what they're asking here. Uh, so far, of course, I think Congress has got maybe more important things to deal with, but yes, so they far, do. nothing. So this thing continues just to spin crazily out of control. But, you know, for some of you, this is what you asked for. So I hope you're enjoying it. And maybe a lot of you are. Maybe a lot of you like the free agency, the here today, gone tomorrow. The, um, the prices are going up. You know it is. It's the market. Hey, it's a free, it's a free market. It's capitalism. Uh, and, you know, Juice Wells, he got $800,000 to a play at South Carolina. And kudos to you, Chris, because you, I think, were the only person in the world who said when Juice Wells put out his statement last week that he's coming back, but you pointed out, well, is he coming back to South Carolina or is he coming Mm -hmm. back just to play football somewhere? Words mean things. And obviously Juice Wells leaving out that key phrase, I'm going to continue playing at South Carolina, meant a lot and spoke volumes. And I just didn't buy it at the time. You and I had a a good conversation about that, and I thought the tweet itself – we put it back in our story today about him at least being reported by uh, J.C. Servant at the uh, Big Spur that he's going to enter the transfer portal. And it was confusing to me at the time, and I just thought, hmm, wonder why he did not say he was coming back to South Carolina. Gamecock fans got all excited about that, but, boy, and, and we live in a world now where if they don't specifically say, and, heck, we can go back to Marshawn Lloyd last year when he met face-to-face with Shane Beamer and said he was coming back, and then, what, three days later he's at the other USC. So, But uh, words mean things, and when Juice Wells didn't say South Carolina, I, I, that gave me pause for concern, and understandably so. Well, it's been a crazy day. Uh, oh, I'm exhausted, around, man. I'm, I'm yeah. flat out exhausted. 
So let's catch everybody up on, on what's happened. Been a lot of stuff out there on Twitter or X, of course, a lot of reporting of, of various things. Um, let's begin with Clemson. I guess that's maybe, well, is there a biggest story? I don't know. There's a lot of big stuff out there. We'll begin with I don't Clemson. Know, coaches firings, yeah, I think are, are probably the biggest of the bunch. Yeah. So Dabo Sweeney announced today that he's fired his offensive line coach, Thomas Austin, and also his defensive ends coach, Lemansky Hall. And, you know, in the case of Thomas Austin, a former Clemson standout offensive lineman, a native of South Carolina, uh, out of Camden, and a first-class human being, if there ever was one, uh, and I thought he was doing a pretty good job myself. Uh, I saw an offensive line that suffered some critical injuries, uh, had to work in some new players early, and finally found itself, finally found itself and started to perform well. Look what they did in the month of November. You would have thought that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. You would have thought that would have been enough. Now, if he's getting beat in recruiting on some linemen, you know, I, I can't tell you about that. I mean, they have. They've missed on linemen. Is that on him? Is that on – is that on being outbid by other schools? I mean, who? What's the decision? What's the what's the breaking point now with kids in their in their decision making process? I think in a lot of cases it's the money. So what do you do? Your coach, you do your best recruiting job, and a kid says, "Well, coach, I can go here and make another three hundred thousand dollars, or whatever the case may be." Um, what do you do? You know, how can you be blamed? I'm a little surprised. Lemansky Hall had been at Clemson since 2018, and you know. Um, the Clemson defensive end position has always been in their in their rise to national prominence a strong point of their defense. And even here recently, it was a strong point of their defense. Look at the players who've gone to the NFL that he coached. This year, you look at it statistically, the two primary starters, Maskell and Thomas, they did not have great years. They combined for, I think it was three sacks and seven tackles for loss between the two. T.J. Parker, the true freshman, had five sacks alone. So here's a guy that's developing and you're bringing along. Mm-hmm. But they fire Lemansky Hall. So I don't know what it was that Dabo Sweeney saw in those two. I think there's other things that they could have addressed. I imagine he's done. I can't believe he wants to dribble this out and fire a couple here and then, you know, in another week fire a couple of others. I think he tra- wanted to get it all done in one swoop here and, and, and put out his statement about how much he loves the coaches that he fired. Um and <laughs> that's always good to hear if yeah. you're on the uh, receiving end, right? Oh, coach so, loved me, but he still kicked me to the curb. I can't help so, but think there might be a couple more coming, Corn. You think so? I think there's two more. One maybe more for sure than the other, but I think there might be as many as two more still to come. So wait and see. Well, a lot of people talk about wide receiver uh, and maybe, I guess, running back too because of the flare-ups there at running back and the issues at running back. Is that what we're talking about? Neither confirming nor denying, but um, – have some fairly reliable you sources. Neither conforming or not. You're, you're a host on the show. I, well, I'm just uh, things that have been expressed to me, but nothing is confirmed. Obviously, until it comes out of the head coach's head coach's mouth. Um, just can't help but think back to I've referenced it a few times on this show. An article that came out. I can't remember if it was just before or just after the spring game, a couple of years ago now, of Tyler Grisham admitting to the public that he he, he kudos to him for taking ownership that. He said, quote, that he had failed. He thought that he had failed the, the, the team and the staff and that he could do a better job managing and developing the wide receivers. And then he's, he's still now here two years later, and I just would question whether we've seen 
much change. And so that's just where, again, I don't know for sure one way or the other, but uh, I don't think it would entirely surprise me if a move is made there as well. Okay. Okay. We shall see. Meantime, at South Carolina. I feel quickly before we move on. I wonder how Gamecock fans feel about this, and I don't want to get into a debate about whether or not you know you have to fire coaches to improve, but here's a Clemson team that obviously did not meet expectations, finished 8-4, and four, played very well down the stretch, going to what we think would be a pretty good bowl game. But Davo Sweeney's already relieved two assistants and, as Pat pointed out, may not be done. South Carolina on the other side, they went 5-7 and seven and, and clearly did not meet any expectations and played really poorly at times, got better as November rolled along, but does not appear that Shane Beamer's ready to make any changes. I just wonder what well, the difference is in, in terms of the two coaching staffs. Well, well, uh, I will say that Tony Morrell of the Big Spur wrote to his readers today to expect – coaching changes he did not he did not cite specifics and he said that according to his sources that these changes might not be announced until after signing day in December which if that's true Hmm. if if Shane Beamer has already made up his mind but he's not going to fire the coaches until after they finish recruiting I think that's poor on him I think that reflects poorly on any head coach who's made a decision to fire people but then it's holding off until their recruiting is over. Then what do you tell the players that you, who, who were recruited question. by these yep. guys that you just fired? I mean, I know you tell them, hey, we're going to bring in a better coach, blah, blah, blah. But what about family? What about welcome home? What about love? That doesn't sound like any of that to me. That just sounds like a phony front. And I hope that's not the case with Shane Beamer because he comes across as a genuine person who cares about his players and his staff. If you've made your decision to make a – move with somebody, then you should do it. Uh, if you've got people in your organization leaking information to your fanboy website writers, then you need to find out who that is and snuff that out. But, you know, this is what you've got out there in the public right now, and this is what people believe, and this is what we are passing on that was reported. If that's the correct story, then so be it. But to wait until after signing day to salvage a signature here or there, I think, is is piss poor, to be quite honest with you. Excuse my French. No, uh, I agree with a, you wholeheartedly. On to a couple of other things. So here's the deal. So Clemson, Sage Ennis is transferring. Bo Collins is transferring. They announced it. Uh, reportedly, these have been reported. Well, Marcellus Dial is going to the draft. He put that out. Uh, according to mostly Gamecock Central is where I've seen this. I think maybe um, – the big spur as well. Uh, receiver Kylie Horton, receiver Landon Sampson, um, place kicker Mitch Jeter, who's a grad transfer, all leaving. Of course, Juice Wells, according to reports. Now, Wells himself, unless something's come out recently, Wells himself has not put anything out. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about Juice Wells and NIL. And there's one more, by the way, that has just come out here recently. Defensive lineman Felix Hickson is also planning mm-hmm. to enter the transfer portal. And Gamecock Central reported that Kai Kroger will be back to punt a lot next year for South Carolina. <laughs> so uh, he did probably that sees, a lot this year too, didn't he? He probably sees an excellent opportunity. <laughs> Juice Wells. Now, here's a guy that was paid eight hundred thousand dollars in Gamecock NIL money, according to our information, which we've mentioned previously. And he had a very nice car out of the deal. Maybe that was all part of it. So. What did you get for your money if you're an investor? 
Now, look, you can't help injuries. He got hurt in the summer. He never recovered. That's the risk of putting your money. It's like the stock mm-hmm. market. You put your money in, it's a risk. I understand that. You got three catches. No, three games. He played in three games. He had one touchdown catch this season. So, uh, per touchdown catch, that was $800,000. Now, I've got some um, a source of mine who was tremendous, okay? I wouldn't mention this if I didn't trust this gentleman. From time to time, he gets in touch with me and shares 100% correct information. So he has gotten in touch with me and tells me the following about South Carolina, that Wells was cleared weeks ago but wouldn't play and basically lied to Beamer to save a redshirt year. Uh, Texas is his likely destination. Uh, Tonka Hemingway, who is a – Who's, who's the, who went with the seniors, is likely headed to LSU. Alex Huntley is likely to stay, could change. Eman Worry has big offers from LSU and Southern Cal. Uh, see what happens there. Um, Tree, the left tackle, he's staying at mm-hmm. this point. Same with Harbor. Um, O'Donnell's going to go to Florida. Look for O'Donnell to wow. make a move according to my contact. All this could definitely change, he said. I guess this is the this is what's being talked about. Um, he mentions three coaches here who will not return. I'm not going to put that out there. Um, I'm not going to put it out there. Um, Ball to stay, um, be more. So um, there you go. That's, that's that information coming from the source. Um, so it's a, it's a, fortune is, it's a, is it's in, a twilight, it's a twilight mm-hmm. zone kind of thing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say O'Donnell fortune is the one that's really interesting to me. I wonder how much him being benched for the, what was that? The, I guess, uh, the Kentucky game for violation of team, team rules. I wonder how much that stuck in his crawl and what did he do? And maybe he's a situation where they're not necessarily disappointed that he might go, but you're going from one program that struggled this year to another program that struggled. So are you going solely for the money? Are you not welcome at South Carolina? He's a, he's an interesting case study. I think in this new era of NIL money, Uh, my contact says to me, uh, everybody's flipping out about the players entering the portal. Only two have been starters and one's a kicker. Um, So, yeah, well, let's see. Um, I guess. You know, Pat made a good point in our our prep conversation this afternoon. I mean, grad students, how can you be mad at grad students? Right, you can't. I was about to make that point again, yep. And three out of the four for Clemson are Clemson graduates now. The only one that I see that's not, if if what I'm reading is right, is is Bo Collins. But the other three, Ennis, Mays, and Helms, are all graduates. But see, but Pat, I thought with that new veterinary school, you might retain some of those grad students there at Clemson because, you know, help them. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, th- there are grad programs at, at most at any university. but uh, <laughs> So I see your point. Yeah, veterinary but, um, science is up high on the list for most uh, athletes. Right. But yeah. even in terms of just loyalty and whatnot, again, this is just my opinion, but, but my opinion on the subject is if, you, if you've earned that degree from whatever university it might be, Carolina, Clemson, whatever – and you have an opportunity to go somewhere else where maybe you feel as though you'll have more playing time or more of an opportunity or even a change of scenery or maybe a grad degree and something that's not offered at where you currently are. Personally, I have no issue with that, and I feel like you've done your service. You have been loyal to the university. You fulfilled your Mm -hmm. obligations. 
But that's just me. Don't disagree there. Though I'd like to see you stay at your school and get your degree, your grad degree, and whatever the case may be, um, because you do hurt your program you're leaving behind, especially if you're a starter and a good player. But can certainly concur with that idea. Meantime, we got another portal, real quick. Uh oh, not necessarily with Clemson and South. We need to have a sounder, portal sounder, maybe a toilet flush. Hmm. Uh, Jared Brown of Coastal Carolina, one of their outstanding playmakers, wide receiver, is entering the transfer portal, wow. John. Also, former Tiger DJ Uyangale is going to be transferring. Uh, reports have him going to either Oregon or Florida State as the favorites. Also, another former Tiger, Fred Davis, transferring out of UCF. So this multiple transferring stuff, I thought the NCAA – now, maybe these are grad transfers. That's the thing. I don't know if some of them are grad transfers that give you a free transfer year because the NCAA, you know, put in a rule that said – you get one free transfer, and then that's it. Maybe some of these guys are taking advantage of the, the grad transfer part of that. I'm not 100% sure. With the DJ um, part, too, Bo Collins tweeted out DJ's announcement. And remember, those guys were high school teammates back out in California, mm-hmm. what, St. John's Bosco or whatever. So you can't yeah. help but wonder if maybe they, they might link up somewhere else for, for one last ride. He really yeah. didn't want yeah. to play against Clemson in the bowl game, did he? Apparently not, and then, and I feel for all those Oregon State players and Washington State players. You got to think there's going to be a mass exodus from both, but especially Oregon State. You lost your coach, you lost your conference. You have no idea what your schedule is even going to look like next year. There have been reports that those schools have been reaching out to the Sun Belt, to the Mountain West. So you may you may see a completely or not may you will see a completely different football season next year for your program than right now. And I guess Oregon State has. I believe they promoted their one of their coordinators to become their new head coach, so they have announced that, actually. But still, it's just kind of feel for those guys. They're kind of left out to it, dry. That that young quarterback at NC State, M.J. Morris, he's, he's hitting the portal, John. So another flush right there. Um, top overall official... player last year. Sorry, Corn. I didn't mean to jump in yeah. again. But over, mm-hmm. top overall quarterback recruit, depending on where you looked last year, Dante Moore at UCLA. He uh, – he has also now announced that he's be, he's going to be going somewhere else, and I think a lot of that is linked to the reports that Chip Kelly may be letting go out there. I don't believe that has happened yet, but uh, no. but that's another high caliber quarterback, very thought up, very high he's thought very of. He's very talented. Yeah, may Got go to see somewhere. See him in the season opener. Yeah. All right, and Chris, get your uh, suntan lotion and your uh, your hula hoop ready, right? <laughs> because uh, because um, you're going to Hawaii. Or Coastal's going to Hawaii. Coastal's going to Hawaii. Around your (laughs) basketball schedule, you'll be going with them on the sideline, huh? Exactly. Yeah, looking forward to that. If if we can get it worked out, of course, as I tell people, basketball's my job, football's my hobby. But if you look at it from Tim Beck's perspective, if you ever wanted to step into a scenario for your first year as a head coach anywhere at the collegiate level, could it have been any better for Tim Beck? You open up, play at the Rose Bowl, iconic stadium against UCLA. Then late in the season, you get an opportunity to go up to Army and play at West Point. And then you find out your bowl game is in Hawaii right around Christmas time. I don't think it gets any better than that. No, that's beautiful. And you got a win last night. Yes, Good for Cliff and the guys. They they needed a win. They've been struggling here the last couple of all games, and it's good to, it was not easy. Had to go to overtime and beat a, a good USC Upstate team. I like Dave Dickerson's club. They get after you on defense. Uh, basketball tonight. You've got uh, the women. You've got the women's side of the SEC ACC challenge, and you've got South Carolina's women at North Carolina, and the Clemson women playing at Auburn. The ACC ended up winning the challenge 
with the results of last night, they won it by, I think, one one more win over the SEC. So, I guess that was – how about that Duke-Arkansas game, man? That was intense. That had all the the feel of a Final Four game. And, of course, it's going to cost the Hawks are, some money because they stormed the court. Arkansas, you've got a tradition of basketball. Stop storming the floor for anything. It's, it, you're not you're, you, your program maybe not quite as good overall as Duke's, but you've got a tradition of winning out there. Nolan Richardson, I think, was there at the game. Mm-hmm. He had to be ashamed to sit there and watch the Arkansas students storm the floor after they beat Duke. Really Plus, disappointing. You didn't even beat Coach K. You beat the new guy. <laughs> exactly. And, and, well, and you wouldn't have gotten a chance. Coach K would have never scheduled that game at Fayetteville. Fair point. No, that would have been to. a neutral side game. It was part of a challenge. That, had, right. That's yeah, the, the only the way you would have gotten it. The league's uh, uh, but, you know, Duke's only number seven. It's not like they're number one right. or anything exactly. like that. So, All right, break is coming up. David Shelton's going to roll over here. I think he's got his breath back after climbing 102 steps to get to the press box. I hope Coach Pugh will join us. I don't know. We're waiting to find out. Be back. We are back on Sports Talker at South Carolina State. We're here for the state championships. Beginning tonight, the two-way game, Oceanside Collegiate taking on Gray Collegiate out of uh, Columbia. They're going to kick off a little bit after 7 o'clock. And then tomorrow you've got the 1A championship at 2 o'clock, the 5A championship at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Then on Saturday at noon is the 4A championship, and then at 7 it's the 3A championship. We have previewed with David Shelton the 2As and the 1As. Let's talk about the 5As as David joins us here in the press box at South Carolina State. First of all, it's great to see you again. How are you? It's great to be seen after walking 123 steps. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's going to be our story for this thing. You know, if they I die me, tonight, yeah. they got to name that stairwell after me. Is that right? Well, you got to leave them some money. That's the only way you get anything named after you. Well, if I die on them steps, they're going to owe me money. <laughs> My family going to sue. I hear you. They got an elevator, for God's sake. Well, they're working on it. They tell us it'll be working tomorrow. Really? That's what they told us. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I feel much better. But I don't want to be the first one on it. I'll be happy to go up second <laughs> or third. I'm not going to be the first. Nothing worse than being stuck on an elevator. Oh, I know. Especially I got, I got stuck on one at Charleston Southern one time. Oh, don't want that. Don't yep. want that. Okay, let's talk about 5A. What do you think about, uh, you know, when you the way the season started for Dutch Fork, you would not have thought they would be there. And who would have thought really White Knoll would be here? Yeah. So you got really two situations that kind of unfolded in a different way. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody had it on their parlay card in August that Dutch Fork would play White Knoll in the state championship game. Dutch Fork, you might have thought, could be there. Then they started 2-5, and five, had all these injuries. Um, but to my credit, I said they're going to be in the finals, and by God, they're in the finals. Now, it's going to be a very competitive defensive game. If anybody scores 21 points tomorrow, they're going to win because the first game was 17-14, White Knoll won. Both teams really play good defense, and they tackle, and they, uh, you know, they their, their system, their scheme, which, you know, Dutch Fork, I mean, uh, White Knoll's coach, Coach Pelham, was uh-huh. Tom Knotts' defensive coordinator. Uh-huh. So they're very similar in what they do. 
Uh, big key is quarterback play for Dutch Fort, uh, whether John Hunt plays or, or the offing kid. Um, but they got to play well. Uh, White Knowles quarterback Landon Sharp is going to play well. He's a good player. Um, but I really think, you know, I mean, honestly, this could be 10-7. Uh, and, and it may be people be like, well, what a boring game. Whereas we'll talk about this tomorrow, but Westside South Florence might be 71-70. Yeah. Um, there'll be no defense in that game. Not yeah. actually, South Florence got a really good defense. But but uh, I, I really think it's going to be competitive, low scoring. Um, it's, it's not going to be appealing to the offensive eyes, but it's going to be really good football. So, White, no, I mean – do they just have great athletes now that come up through their system or the new coach and his philosophy over there kind of change everything? Well, I mean, I think they have better better athletes, but I, I definitely think, you know, three years in that system, he played a lot of guys. I think his first year they were 0-10. Mm-hmm. Um, that was either COVID or the year after COVID. I, I, I get it confused. But, um, but he played a bunch of young guys. Well, now they're all seniors. They got a lot of seniors. So they're three-year starters, and they and fundamentally, uh, Ian Rafferty, the, they beat Somerville last week, and he told me going into the game, he said, David, all the years I've been coaching, I don't think we've I've ever played a team that tackles as well as they tackle. Like they get, they don't miss tackles. They don't, you don't break tackles, and uh, and their scheme is really good, well coached. Dutch Fork's the same way. Dutch Fork is is a mirror image. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe not quite as sure tacklers as White Knoll, mm-hmm. but you know Tom Knotts is going to find a way. I mean, he's, he found a way to get through that two and five start. And you got to remember, they lost some close games. It's not like they were getting beat forty-two to nothing. So they weren't far from being five and two or four and three. Um, but I think it's a great story because of what they did. And what White Knoll has done, first time school history with a former Dutch Fort coach. I think it's the storylines are just, there's so many. Seems like to me with Dutch Fort, because look, over the last few years, there was a Jarvis Green, uh, there were the Hyatt brothers, uh, there were quarterbacks of some repute. Um, it doesn't sound to me like they have players, they're kind of a nameless, faceless team this year to me. I'm not putting them down by saying that. I'm right. just saying it's not a team that has any. Super Slayer that's gotten a lot of right. recruiting acclaim to this point. No, that's where we mostly hear about. Yeah, it. they don't. They don't. Uh, you're right. They don't have that marquee name like they had with with uh, the running back Jarvis Green and Ty Olin Chuck was throwing forty something touchdown passes, um, and some of that's the injuries. But uh, I think it's a and 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 to be quite honest, White Knoll doesn't have like a lot of major prospects. I think their quarterback. Will probably get an opportunity. He's only a junior, uh, but he's—I think he's a really good baseball player too. I heard so. You know, they got some linebackers that tackle well that'll get some small college opportunities. But yeah, if you're looking for the marquee big-time names, this is not the game you want to watch. All right. Well, it is that time. It mm-hmm. is that time. You know where I'm going. That all of South Carolina waits for. You know where I'm this going. This time of year, it's not—it's called Shelton says. David tells us who's going to win. So, Shelton says 5A championship will be what? You know, um, I, I, way back in October, I said Dutch Fork was going to win the state title. And everybody laughed at you. And everybody laughed at me. You know, first I said they wouldn't lose in November. 
and then everybody laughed at me. But but that's okay. I, I trusted the process, and I think White Knoll can win. I think it's going to be very close, very competitive. But you know, I can't I can't make a pick in October and then change it. So I got I got if they were playing Somerville, I would probably pick them to beat Somerville. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I think Dutch Fork uh, is going to win the game very close and low scoring. Like I said, if if this game gets in the upper twenties to upper twenties, I'll be shocked. Because it just, not, not, I just don't think it's going to go that way. You're talking about playing mirror image of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like these two teams, they know everything. And, and the first game was that way, 17-14. White no kicked field goal to win it. Uh, both teams have really good kickers. So it may come down to a field goal. To a late field goal. That's what it did last week with Dutch Ford. And just to recap, tonight you have picked Gray? Yes. Yes. And – Tomorrow's 1A game you have picked. Christchurch. Christchurch. Yep. Okay. David, thank you so much. Thank you. Now you get the legend, the real legend. Buddy the, Pugh. The real, well, B, the real bib. He's coming up for, in a few minutes. He did make the climb up those stairs. I am impressed. I you barely know? made it. There might be a uh, an ankle, uh, ankle bone or something hanging out on one of the steps that <laughs> fell out of his body. But he looked at me when he walked. He must have heard me say that. He looked at me. He said, I'm here. You said I wouldn't make it. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> Thank you, David. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, David Shelton, high school sports report, Post and Courier. He also covers the Buccaneers, so he's got a basketball coaching search to deal with there. I yeah. wonder some of the names that might – let's see. Um, Zon Emily, perhaps. Mike Krzyzewski. <laughs> um, bring back Eddie Fogler. Um, who else can we throw – B.J. BJ yeah, Mackey. That's a, that's a real good name. I think, though, if Son Emily does a nice job with Look, the team the rest of the year, the he's going the guy. Here's the thing trying to attract. Now, Son Emily's a guy, you know, he knows the situation there. But yeah, exactly. They promised Barkley. I say promise. I mean, they told Barkley for years, yeah, we're going to build you an arena, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. They never did. They played in that 850-seat, more or less, arena. Mm-hmm. Now, it's nice. It's the Buck Dome. They have a lot of fun with that. It's the smallest basketball arena in D1, I believe. Unless somebody has come in and undercut them. Um, but as, as Barkley once told me a couple of years ago, as his, his, as his team was being raided through the portal, recruiting through the portal is different than recruiting on the high school level. The portal guys, they don't care about the gym. They don't care about the weight room as far as what it looks like and all this other stuff. They just want a chance to play. Um, high school kids, they're the ones caught up. Now, they want the money now, too. Now, don't get me wrong there. They're seeking the money in large part. But um, the high school kids, they're more caught up in the official visits and the, the glitter and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, they tried. To, he would tell me they would ride them around the backside of the campus and show them, hey, this is where they're talking about building our new arena. <laughs> of course, that was like 20. He was there 19 years. I think they've been mm-hmm. telling him that for about 15 years. So, anyway, he is a really, really good guy. He Love is a man Mark of Lee. faith, and he yes. is he, he walks the walk there. Um, great family. Um, mm-hmm. Did you know – you didn't know him. Yes. No, he came before oh, you, didn't he? Well, he and I grew up a, a mile from one another in Lincolnton in our hometown. Oh. I've known the Raiderballs forever. His youngest minute, brother, Eric, and I were classmates. You're not a native South Carolinian? No. I grew up Ooh. in North Carolina. I, I was I, a – born Yankee. I might not have down well, here as quickly as I could. We might not have recruited you had we known that. 
I thought you I moved, were native. I got down. I got down here as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks to David Shelton. Let's go to the break because Chris, uh, you got a couple of uh, special guests coming up that are near and dear Dueling? to your heart. Yeah, we'll have some fun with dueling insurance agents, one on the Clemson side, one on the Gamecock side. So we'll get their take on the uh, game this past week. And also uh, Farm Bureau Insurance, big sponsors of the uh, high school state championship weekend. So we'll get their uh, thoughts on how they've gotten involved with the uh, high school football. That sounds good. we got that coming up. Oh, don't forget a full recruiting report coming up tonight. Buddy Pugh, uh, Mike Morgan, and no will tonight, but Thrill will be with us. Be back. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. You've put in the work for your education. The extra early, extra late, extra, extra work. That's because you understand education opens doors to better pay, better opportunities, and a better you. Being educated about playing the lottery is no different. It helps you be a better player, one who knows when to play and when to take a rain check. The lottery's a game, so let's keep it fun. Learn more at sceducationlottery.com slash better you. We're with Major Billy Downer of the Department of Natural Resources. Major Downer, it's the fall in South Carolina. That means it's deer season. What do people need to know about? That's right, Phil. It is deer season. We always want to remind hunters to identify your target. Know the identifying features of the game you're hunting. Make sure that it's a deer before you take that shot. When walking to and from your stand in low light, use a flashlight so that no one will mistake you for a deer. For more information on hunting safety and more information on deer season, listen to our show on Wednesday. Wednesday nights on the Sports Talk Media Network. Call Lawyer Lisa. Experience the difference with Lawyer Lisa. Hi, this is Lisa Hostetler Brown. If you or a loved one are over 65 and haven't completed a long term care planning consultation, now is the time. Did you know that if you aren't able to afford the high cost of skilled care, your assets can be rapidly depleted to only $2,000 unless you plan five years in advance? Visit LawyerLisa.com to see how we can help. 7511 St. Andrews Road, Irmo, South Carolina. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow-roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at secattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Your home is where your memories live. It's where you laugh and where you love. We understand the importance of the valuables under your roof, tangible and intangible alike. So no matter what's around the corner, we'll be there. Offering you and your family the support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance a trusted name for nearly 70 years. You deserve more. You deserve a promise. Learn more at scfbins.com. Call me, Alex Satterfield, at 803-749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs. 
it is so funny to watch these people, older, most of them, when they walk in the press box after walking those steps, 102 steps. I mean, they're all about to pass out when they get up here. They do look wore out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The worst thing I've ever walked, however, the worst steps I've ever walked, I don't advise anybody to do this. williams Bryce Stadium. Walk the internal steps from the ground to the press box, and you will die. I mean, I did it one time. I shouldn't say you'll die because I survived. But when I got to the floor at the press box, I literally fell to my knees because my legs were done. That was the tribute to Mike McGee for uh, putting us way up there at the very top of the stadium. And we used to be sort of mid-level there before he took him over. Okay, we're at South Carolina State. High School Football State Championships. Chris, Farm Bureau, one of the great sponsors of this event. One of our great sponsors here on Sports Talk. And you've got two outstanding representatives here on the program. Two of, two of my favorite people have taken care of me for a long, long time. Uh, two of the uh, local Farm Bureau insurance agents, a good friend of mine in the upstate, Buddy Bridges and Lawrence and Clinton and Alex Satterfield down in the Midlands. Guys, welcome. And first off, uh, we're, we're going to call you guys Gamecock Alex and Tiger Buddy. So we'll start with Buddy. Since the Tigers won the football game on Saturday, your reflections on your guys getting another win over USC. I'm just thankful for that Tiger defense because that's exactly what won the game. And thank God for them guys because the offense sure didn't do much, Chris. <laughs> no, neither team had much to brag about on the offensive side of the coin. Alex, you told me earlier this week you could sum up the game in two words. First off, are they repeatable and polite company? And if so, what are they? Absolutely. I could even shorten it into one now. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like it from the start. I mean, it wasn't two plays in, and I was like, holy cow, I'm ready to turn the TV off. And I mean, I, I was – the confidence level was high there going into it. Um, you know, we, we have a really good quarterback, but I know Clemson had a really good defense, and I knew we were going to be put to the test. And uh, I, I didn't think it was going to be like that, though. I, I think it was a, not the barn burner that I was hoping for, but – uh, or or the out uh, the outcome, but you know what? At the end of the day, it is what it is. It's a great rivalry. So that's now that. in a form in a former life, Alex Satterfield was a pitcher as well at USC, and obviously today the story has been not only about NIL, Alex, but also the transfer portal and guys moving left and right and transferring schools and the like. If that had been in place when you were a pitcher at USC, how much could you have taken advantage of opportunities for your name, image, and likeness? And would you have ever gotten into the transfer portal to go somewhere else? To be honest with you, Chris, I, I'm kind of—I I know that there's a lot of money out there nowadays, and um, to make a you know, really brand yourself. Um, so it's—it's it's hard to to say that you wouldn't, you know, go somewhere for, uh, you know, a, a million and a half dollars. But uh, for me, I've kind of—if I'm—if I'm in one program, I'm all in. So uh, if I committed to the Gamecocks, I was going to stick it out uh, with Carolina um, uh, all four years, and so. That's what I did, even with, you know, if it was going to be a transfer portal um, today or, or back whenever, um, whenever I was there in 2011, I, I still think I would, have, I would have stuck with the Gamecocks. Uh, we just had great coaches, um, great teammates, and, and I couldn't have asked for anything, especially with uh, being close to home, too. 
it would have taken a lot of money to pull me away from, from Carolina. But there's always a price. Chris, I will say that. So show me the Chris, money, and here I come. that young man. That's a game cop through and through right there. They ain't amount of money in the world outside of field with a left arm. I don't know, buddy. Green is green, my friend, and there's a lot of it out there. Speaking of which, Tigers made some coaching changes today, buddy. Your thoughts about uh, Thomas Alston and also Lemansky Hall being let go by Dabo Sweeney? I think Dabo Sweeney is a guy that, you know, I've often heard that in life sometimes bad, terrible things have to happen to make you move, make you change. That's the way the life works. That's the way the Holy Spirit works. And when Dabo things ain't going well, that's when Dabo makes changes. I think he knew he had to. I know he's a very loyal individual. He'll probably get criticized for doing it, being called a hypocrite. But, you know, he's got to be loyal to Clemson University, the football program. I just think he did some things he had to do, Chris. I agree. Clemson buddy, Gamecock Alex, our guest here tonight from Farm Bureau Insurance, your local Farm Bureau insurance offices in both Lawrence County and also in the uh, Midlands. And, uh, buddy, speaking of Farm Bureau Insurance, your company has really gotten involved with the uh, South Carolina High School League State Championship weekend, which is getting underway tonight in uh, Orangeburg at SC State. How did Farm Bureau get involved with this, and how important is it for your company to be involved in high school athletics? Oh, we got a great marketing director, Miss Susan Merrill, and she looks for ways and the guys. We kind of uh, work with her and, you know, as far as what they're doing in high school athletics and even in college, you see a more of a presence of Farm Bureau Insurance, and uh, we all pleased with it, thankful for it, and just being my role with the Clinton Red Devils, when I hear Pastor Intrick and our stadium PA announcer doing the Farm Bureau thing over to PA, just makes me smile even more when I'm in that Red Devil press box. <laughs> Now, folks who may not know, Buddy is actually the radio voice of Clinton High School, so you can handicap the 3A state championship game as well as anybody aside from maybe David Shelton who will do that uh, coming up. But Daniel Camden, you didn't get a chance to see Daniel. Was hoping Clinton might had they gotten past Belton Honeypath, but what do you think about Daniel and Camden coming up in the uh, 3A finals over the weekend? I know enough about Daniel. They go win. I mean, that program, what they do, they reload. Uh, I'm looking for Daniel by – uh, double digits to get that victory over wow. Camden. Wow, that would be a surprise, I think. Not that Daniel wins, but, buddy, that's a pretty good margin against an awfully good Camden program. But Daniel, just like I said, they got a great program up there, and, and those guys believe in their program up there. And just seems like every year, you know, Daniel's there, so you got to go with them. That's who I would go with in 3A. And speaking of the voice of the – Red Devils, you trained me. You had that role for me. Anything I do good, I owe it all to you. <laughs> and Buddy and I can talk about climbing those steps at Daniel High School of all places in the Upper State Finals several, several years ago. Alex, before we let you go, we're coming up on the holidays, and I'm, I'm guessing life insurance is probably not top of mind for folks in terms of a stocking stuffer, but why is it important for uh, anybody out there to uh, make sure they take care of their loved ones? Absolutely. Well, especially now more than ever. I mean, everybody talks about inflation, 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 and prices going up. And, yeah, it's true. Um, it is eating away at a lot of people's budget. But um, that just means it's even more important now than, than ever. Um, because if you can imagine if, you, you know, if there's a, um, a wife that is left there alone, um, I mean, you can imagine having to raise a, a household with two kids uh, on one income nowadays rather than having the two income. I mean, it's, it's extremely tough. Um, so, yeah, it's more important now than ever. So especially with, you know, you have COVID and everything out there that you see um, causing conflicts down the road. So, 
you buy that, that life insurance with your health. And so it's always uh, good to lock it in while you can, while you're healthy. So uh, don't wait to pick up the phone. Give us a call. And how can they do so, Alex, for our listeners in the Midlands? How can they get in touch with uh, you and Alex Satterfield Insurance? Absolutely. So you can reach us at 803-749-9171. That is our office number, and we are available Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Uh, so pick up the phone, give us a call. We'll be happy to, to run some quotes for you. Buddy, I've got your number on speed dial, but for those who don't in the upstate <laughs> around Lawrence County, how can they get in touch with Buddy Bridges? Uh, just give me a call, give you my mobile number, 864-923-2174, and I'm not in no 9 to 5 box. You call me anytime <laughs> you want to talk about life insurance. I promise you it's the most important problem in the world. People insure what they love most, and if you love your spouse and your kids, give Alex or Bud a call. We'll be glad to take care of them. Just don't call Buddy 7 to uh, 11 o'clock Friday nights during the fall. Guys, really enjoyed having you on the program. Wish you guys all a wonderful holiday season. We'll catch up again soon. Hey, Chris, Phil, Thanks for having Phil Blue. that 102 steps, that's the only thing I've heard to make me glad that Clun's not there because I couldn't make 102 <laughs> steps. <through the> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> yes, Buddy sir. Bridges. Lawrence County Farm Bureau Insurance and Alex Satterfield in the Midlands with Farm Bureau Insurance. Great partners here, not just with the uh, South Carolina High School League field, but also here at Sports Talk SC. Oh, absolutely. A couple of gems right there. I imagine Buddy does a heck of a job on that call. He does. With I listen to the Red Devils when I'm not doing soccer, Steve. I'm, I'm on the website listening to those guys. They're a lot That's of fun. That's fantastic. All right, we've got to hit the uh, top of the hour break. Buddy Pugh is here. He's going to join us after the break. Uh, Mike Morgan as well. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number, 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. We are back on Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network live from South Carolina State University. We are here for the state championship football games, and uh, they are just getting underway. We've got the two-way game about to kick off. Great Collegiate against Oceanside Collegiate. Only game of the night. Pretty night for football tonight. Feels like football weather out there. We see coaches wearing some uh, turtlenecks and some hoods and things like that, so that's that's kind of what you're looking for late November, early December when it comes to a championship football games. That's what we've got here tonight. In just Speaking a minute. of the weather, Phil, excuse yes. me, just a quick mm-hmm. question. It's supposed yeah. to rain over this way over the weekend. Uh, do you know what the forecast is in Orangeburg? Could it perhaps affect the uh, certainly the two games on Saturday? Well, I would imagine if it's going to be widespread rain in the Midlands, it's going to touch over here so that's mm-hmm. what i understand that over yeah. the weekend it might be a little wet on saturday so and don't forget gotcha. we've also got football in greenville saturday you've got uh, Furman and ut mm-hmm. chattanooga in their uh, fcs playoff game so how could you forget me coach buddy pew getting caught up in the shaking hands and the kissing babies as always as he, he joins us now in a familiar place 
in uh, the press box in what used to be your stadium. Used to be. You're exactly right, boy. I'm going to tell you, that's going to take some getting used to. <laughs> but at the same time, we're going to see how to make this thing work. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, first of all, yeah. uh, thank you for coming over. Thank and you congratulations. Yeah. I know we talked to you when you announced, but now that it's over, congratulations on a fabulous career. Have you given yourself a little bit of time to reflect? No, not yet, because I hadn't really been away yet. I'm still kind of working with the university, doing some things, and I'm doing the interim AD deal until we get an AD. And so I'm going to work until they, until they stop me. And then at that point, then maybe I'll try to figure it out. Well, now, as the AD, you can, like, make you can write raises and you can fire yeah, people. Yeah, you, you know can... what? I might give myself a raise. <laughs> That'd be something, though, for you. you. You give yourself a raise for, like, 21 days, huh? Yeah, give yourself a yeah. going-away present. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, well. But I what about see. the end of the career? You go off with a mm-hmm. W, and the season didn't go the way you had hoped, but overall, what would you think? Well, uh, I, was, I was appreciative of the fact that our guys fought hard all the way to the very end. We lost a game uh, right in the uh, thick of the conference race right at the end, the Morgan State game. I really like uh, – uh, we had a chance to share the conference's championship that way. And mm-hmm. we had beaten Howard the week before, who actually ended up winning the championship. So, cold, rainy day, uh, didn't really play all that great offensively in particular. Uh, we up 20, we up uh, uh, 17 14, I think it is, or 17 13. And uh, kick off to them, and uh, we, we make a field goal. We up by, we up by four. Kick off to them and they run it back for a score. Mm. And from there, we couldn't make much happen. Actually, we went three and out and threw a pick, and uh, those guys kind of kept the football away from us for the rest of the game. So from that point, you know, it was kind of a play out the string. And I was really worried that we wouldn't play good the next week because our guys were really in the dumps after having lost that game. And mm-hmm. We go up the next week up to Norfolk State to play our final game. And and it's dead as all get out in pregame. I had no idea we'd play good, and we really got after them. So it was fun to watch them play one last time the yeah. way we did. So at the very end, and they really cared in a way where they wanted to make sure that we did a good job at the end, not only for me, but for our seniors, for our fans, everybody. So we finished five and six. Hmm. Not quite what we want to do, but I guarantee you. Yeah, but forget it, the first part of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, well, you're right. Yeah, yeah you got to Forget that. Well, we lost the, North, we lost the uh, Jackson State game, and from that point, you kind of at the mercy of the deal because you, we go from there to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We go from Charlotte back to Georgia Tech. Yeah. We finally come home and play the Citadel and win a game, but yeah. it took the it took so long until sometimes you forget about how to win a game. So it was, you know, it was a tough start, but at the same time, our guys, as I said, you know, played hard. So I, I really appreciate them that way. It's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to think about South Carolina State without Buddy Pugh, yeah. you know, moving forward. Well, it's going to be what? hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, somebody gets in here, uh, we've got a really good group of young guys returning. And, uh, and gets to really playing good football and get into a good schedule. I'm sitting here watching the game. Oh, go I'm right talking. ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he looked like you're comfortable. Forget, listen, they'll forget about me in a heartbeat and they'll move on. <laughs> uh, one good play, you know, a good uh-huh. reverse, uh, a deep uh, post pattern, some of that nature. Yeah. You know, something really good looking. And the next thing you know, they'll be saying, buddy, who? <laughs> now, let me ask you this, uh-huh. though. You know, uh-huh. what about hiring the new coach? How involved yeah. are you? Uh, where does that process stand right now? Because this yeah. is a critical recruiting time. You're right. Hopefully we can get something done in the next week or so, maybe two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. I can Have you all had interviews? 
Yeah, we've talked to some guys, and, you know, we'll figure it out here in a little bit. We're just kind of messing around now, trying to trying to see if we can maybe put something together. But if we can figure it out here in the next week or so, maybe we can name a guy at that point. But now we got two positions. we got that position and the AD's right. job is right. open also. So we've got two really critical positions at a critical time in the juncture of things that we need to be trying to fix. And, uh, well, who I are you going to name first, the AD or the coach? Who am I going to name? Well, well I'm not going to name. You know, football coaches <laughs> don't get to name a whole lot of stuff. Except but you're for the interim AD. You do have yeah. AD by you your name what? now. Yeah, that little, yeah, yeah we, we are. And uh, You wanted to say something about that little player right there, didn't you? Yeah, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> I thought it was another guy. But, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, they've got, they've got some people in mind. I'm yeah. hoping – that you know that we can make it all come together here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. What um, what's the right fit right now for South Carolina State football, the coaching job? You know what? It, it's 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 a lot of things. Uh, it's people who uh, enjoy uh, being around our kids, our fans. You know, just getting in the mix and uh, and 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 being a nice piece of the of the equation. I don't know if it's got to be a South Carolina State guy, Coach Jefferson, myself. You know, we're fortunate that you know that we were in the right place at the right time. Time is everything in this business, mm-hmm. uh, Phil, and you got to make sure you know that you get the right guy at the right time. So, we need a person to come in here and 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 do all the kinds of stuff that a lot of these hot coaches are doing now, and kind of get people excited. We got NILs and transfer portals and and all kinds of stuff going on and. These young guys now, man, they talk a different language than us old folk, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we got to figure out exactly how to get a guy in here who can deal with all those different variables. And, and then at that point, then, you know, maybe we can, you know, get it really rough and run again. But I tell you, man, it's, it, it's, a tough deal. it's a tough business out there now. A lot of guys moving around. And I don't know some – we lost one guy last year to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. We actually lost two, but one guy we actually, you know, kind of felt like, you know, would stay with us and that left. And, uh, you know, this year, you know, I don't know. We've got a bunch of young guys that play really well. I can, you know, I just kind of can sense that, that, you know, that might not be the case this year. And you're starting to see all the big guys, and they're seeing those guys on TV leaving and going different places and doing all kinds of stuff. That concerns you a little bit. So hopefully our guys will sit tight. Most times at our level, we don't get quite as much activity. But I tell you what, boy, I, you know, sometimes you get worried. Do you get the feeling, though, that FCS football, Division Two football, that the other level, the big, the the D one, the bigger levels, they don't give a damn about you guys. I oh, mean, well, they, they, whereas get, you oh, used to maybe it, have yeah. some kind of a working relationship, and it was hands off. League now, the 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 schools in our conference seem to be a farm league for some of the schools in their neighboring next next other woods. Mm-hmm. That you know that they just kind of pick and choose what they want, and, and just kind of just say, hey, you know, the, the heck with you, you know, so. Mm-hmm. We've had two or three guys to go off and do really well at school, so that just kind of gives them an indication, you know, there's blood in the water there, and that, and and the blood might be pretty tasty, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they keep coming back they for just more. Just keep coming back for more, yeah. So at this point now, you, I bet you we had six or seven guys who left schools in our league last year mm-hmm. and went into Power Five places and played. I mean, mm-hmm. started and yep. they did really well. That's scary a little bit. And when they start talking about the financial packages and all other stuff that they got, you know, they got ways to sell those guys that are really eye-popping. And it's, it's, it's going to be a pretty tough deal, you know, if it continues that way. So for you moving forward, once you're finished here, I mean, do you like to hunt? No. Do you like to fish? No. Do you like to play golf? 
Yeah, I like to play golf, but I, I like to play golf when I, when my golf ball goes where I hit it. Too. Yeah, you know, I right. don't like seeing a golf ball. <laughs> I hit it over here, that goes over there. Well, you know, yeah, that's yeah, no, yeah. So that, that's no fun. No, you know? I used to play in the in the high eighties, low, you know, somewhere in that, somewhere in there, somewhere. But yeah. At this point now, you know, I'm a hundreds guy. I, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. But now you got all kind of time to work on your game. I don't want to. Well, maybe that would help some. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, I've got hips and knees and all kind of replacement parts in me. <laughs> so I don't know if I can put all those things together in a way that I can coordinate them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was worried about the 102 steps. Yeah, you're That's, right. I mean, that well, was. I can go up and down. I just can't go sideways. You I know? got you. I can't make a miss. You I, know? Got so, you. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I got you. So what? what Seriously, what do you you just plan to be retired, grandpa? Yeah, yeah. I got play? two little grandbaby girls. I'm mm-hmm. a Braves fan. I want somebody out there to send me. I need somebody to buy me season tickets to the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't really want to go that much. I want to yeah. go maybe about about twenty games, yeah. you know, something like that. Just the good teams. Yeah. That kind of I don't want yeah. to go see them play. Yeah, you know the the, the Nationals or something like that. But I, I, I'm, I'm sure I can make all the national fans mad. Yeah, Phil, our next guest time. might be able to help them with that. <laughs> yeah. Get Mike Morgan to chip in a little bit. Is that right? Help, yeah. yeah. Well, we got to figure out how to. You know how to do something that we can enjoy doing over long periods of time. Because right now, I don't know if my wife and I make it if I have to sit around the house all the time. <laughs> you're gonna and have she the, had to sit around the house all the you're time. You're gonna have the most beautiful yard yeah, and okay. the perfect garden. Last thing, we'll let you go uh-huh. because I know you want to get down and enjoy the football games uh-huh. as well. But as you leave here and as you lock that door for the last time, what's gonna be your favorite memory of us being a student, a player? A coach, yeah. a Hall of Famer, the all-time winningest yeah. coach, everything, national championships, MEAC championships. Yeah. Uh, what's going to be all your favorite above, memory? All of the above. I can tell you that the reason why I ended up coaching was because I couldn't do much else because I had too good a time as a player. I had a great time here as a student. Uh-huh. And so I can tell you that, that you know, that my favorite memories, I guarantee you, of some of the parties I went to and some of the good times I had, <laughs> you know, as an undergrad, you know, maybe 50 years ago. But, uh, you know, as far as coaching is concerned, there's just so many. The, the Celebration Bowl was big. You mm-hmm. know, the state championship was big. I had a, a fun time with the state championships when we had those at Fairfield. We have the, the Outback Bowls. Let me tell you now, don't forget those things. When we, you know, beat Ohio State two years in a row, man, mm-hmm. I still cherish that deal like it was like. 2000, know, 2001. Oh, I guarantee you, man. Yeah. So, you know, that was one of the big deals in my life. And, you know, then you can just add just games here and games there. I can remember we we couldn't beat Hampton and we beat Hampton. We, we, we beat FAMU more than, I, as a little kid, South Carolina State never beat FAMU because they had all of those guys that Florida and Florida State had. They were all on Florida and Ever Bethune-Cookman's team. So you can imagine what kind of teams they had mm-hmm. during that time. So we never beat those guys. And to beat those guys the way we did over the years, we had winning records against them and A&T and all those guys. So it's a lot of different kinds of things that, you know, that I cherish from having been here. But more than anything else, I just I cherish the relationships. I think the most fun part of my whole deal all the friends I made in all the years that I've been here and all the years I've been at Fairfield and Keenan, friends everywhere, that kind of stuff. So that's probably my favorite part about the whole deal is the fact that I think I can go back anywhere and get a fish sandwich. Yes, like you that. can. You know, I, I tell you what, so, speaking yes. for the media in this state, you know that you have a friend of everybody that has a pen and a pad, a TV camera and a microphone because you have been – 
you've just been fantastic to work with. And thank you for all the times that you've come on with us over the many years. And chronicling Whoa. your career has been a ton of fun. So yeah, we all wish right. you the best. All right, Phil. Appreciate you, man. And Thanks we'll, for coming. We'll see you. We'll see you down the road. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, right. Coach. Coach Buddy Pugh, who still can't hold his awesome. emotions back. That's why he can't do play-by-play. Can't let him get on a play-by-play <laughs> microphone because he'll interrupt you every time. <laughs> Something happens. you got to have a little fly swatter to pop him when he does that, you know. You know, though, you have made it in life when your life goal at this point in time is just to get a free fish sandwich. Free fish sandwich. That's what he's doing. Life is for. really good, yeah. Anywhere life in South Carolina, really Buddy Pugh can find a free fish sandwich, and um, he'll be a happy man. We wish him well. Uh, what a what a career and what a job here at South Carolina State. We got Hall of Famers everywhere. Got Buddy Pugh, got Bill Hamilton here, the Hall of Famer who still looks like he could uh, hit about a 17 footer and break your ankles. Could he break your ankle? I think he'd break your ankles. Um, football wise, 6:26 to go in the first quarter, and Gray Collegiate has a seven nothing lead over their cousins from Oceanside Collegiate. Don't know anything about the oh, it's 13-0 now. Somebody just scored for wow. Great Collegiate. Great Collegiate has taken a 13-0 lead. Standing by for Mike Morgan to join us. So, Pat, whenever you got Mike on the line, let me know, and we'll go to him. We've got recruiting coming up, a visit from uh, the thrill tonight. Uh, Carl Hill will give him one more time to cry in his soup over the uh, the Gamecocks' demise uh, this past weekend. How, how down in the dumps do you, th- you think Carl's going to be? Yeah, he'll be disappointed, there's no doubt, because they didn't do any of the things he had talked about in terms of, he mentioned, you know, creativity on offense, that type of thing, getting pressure on, on uh, you know, Kate Klubnick and making him make plays where mm-hmm. he might turn the football over. None of that happened during the game, so I would imagine he's going to be terribly disappointed and down in the dumps here in just a little bit. Speaking of which, this may not improve his mood. Late first quarter, North Carolina leads South Carolina in the ACC-SEC Women's Challenge 17-9. to do Tar Heels shooting fifty four percent from the field to open the ball game and out rebounding USC eight to five. All right, well let's welcome in a man who's kept his eyes on the SEC ACC challenge. Well, it's ACC SEC this year. Next year it's SEC ACC. I guess that's how they agreed to it, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be seven seven. I could have sworn Correct. last night I saw on the ESPN crawl that the ACC had bettered the. Uh, SEC by one, but maybe there was still a game still out there to be finished, and I didn't know that, so I apologize. 7-7, it turns out this time around. Mike Morgan joining us now here on Sports Talk from Morgan on the Move, brought to you by State Farm agent Gary Patterson. For 35 years, Gary's been serving the real estate needs from Lugolf to Lexington, Columbia to Blythewood. Your auto, home, life insurance, and business insurance can all be handled by Gary when he's not officiating ACC football games. He's spending countless hours helping South Carolinians with all their insurance needs and making a difference in the community. Check out GaryPatterson.net today. Gary will go over the best plans for you and your family. That's GaryPatterson.net. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. No hassles, no all-day runarounds, no ridiculous add-on stickers. At Love Chevy, buying a car is fun. South Carolina's number one volume Chevy dealer. I-26 at Harbison and at lovechevy.com. Find new roads. All right, time to welcome Mike Morgan on the move. I'm sure he's off somewhere this weekend for basketball, maybe some NFL football. Welcome in, Mike Great to have you with us. 
What did you think of this first ACC-SEC challenge? They fought it to a dead heat. Uh, I think it's great. I mean, uh, you know, the SEC Big 12 challenge, uh, I thought had a nice 10-year run. The SEC-ACC, you know, in some ways makes more sense uh, geographically. Uh, You know, the only debate that I think you would have is whether or not this is better where it used to be in late January uh, or now in, you know, in the heart of football season in November, but they did do a smart thing. It's in the middle of the week. So you can't use the excuse. I was too wrapped up uh, in the football game. There were no football games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, yeah, quality play was, was very good. Uh, one thing I, I know that uh, should come as very little surprise that, this event, going back to, again, when it was SEC Big 12, the, the home team wins like 85% of the time. And with the exception of a couple, like Clemson's win at Alabama, that was, that was a rare exception. That's a huge win for Brad Brownell and company. That's a, that's a good-looking Clemson team. Um, but other than that, I mean, there, there weren't many uh, massive surprises. I've had Kentucky twice already. And the way they dismantled a Final Four Miami team, it's very good. Uh, is, is more evidence of what I've already thought, which is it's, it's Cal's best team in a while. Like they, they, That is a team that can go a long way, uh, and we haven't seen that in a while, believe it or not, in, uh, in Big, Big Blue Nation. So a uh, great event uh, and, and a, an overall great matchups to boot. Yeah, I guess you'd have to say both sides looking at surprise teams or standout performances, whatever you want to call it, the Arkansas win over Duke last night before a record crowd, and then the Clemson win at Alabama snapping a 19-game home winning streak for the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, I, I think Brad's got one of the best teams he's ever had. Uh, you know, last year was a, a little bit of a disappointment the way it ended for Clemson, and they had some – I actually called one of those tough out-of-conference losses that really – hurt their stock it was Loyola Chicago as part of a triple header we had for a tournament here in Atlanta and that was the last game and I'm thinking okay well this will be a laugher and Loyola it was a laugher Loyola beat them by like 20 um and it's it's losses like that in November that in November December that nobody thinks about that can really hurt you come March so if you win one of the like that win at Alabama that's going to be a quad one win from now until the end of the of the season, and it's gonna be, it's a real resume builder. It's a real uh, resume builder for for that squad. And and not to be overlooked, I mean the the Carolina win. Uh, I know Notre Dame's not a great team, but that's two ACC teams they've taken down now, and, and so they're undefeated. And you know, some people will say, well, "What about the schedule?" Well, it's two ACC teams they've already beaten. Uh, that's pretty strong. And, of course, they'll have Clemson a week from now. So uh, they're, they're clearly a different team. Uh, I watched a lot of that game. I was impressed by a, a number of things that they were able to do. Uh, and I, I think they're going to be competitive in, a, in another rigorous SEC. 
Mike Morgan with us. Morgan on the move tonight, chatting about the ACC-SEC Challenge, the women's version going on now, the men's just wrapping up. And, Mike, two of the games that I think surprised me, I wanted to get your take on which was a bigger surprise. First off, Damon Stoudemire and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets just manhandled Mississippi State. I think the final score was a lot closer than that game, 67-59, or Ole Miss beating NC State by 20. Which of those was the more impressive win, do you think? Yeah, and I've got Mississippi State coming up, and they're you know they're a tournament team a year ago, and uh, they were top twenty-five going into that. I, I don't know exactly what happened, other than at times it just seems like uh, their their defense is elite, but at times their offense struggles. And if if you fail to shoot and you go on the road, you can't just win games solely on defense. And they did not play a very good game offensively, but I think the I think the Ole Miss story is. Uh, that's a good one. You know, I mean, Coach Beard, it, it, that, that's a major, major gain for them. Uh, there's enough talent left over combined with the, some of the, the players that they brought in that, again, those teams that were at the bottom of the league last year, and I'm talking Carolina, I'm talking Georgia, who beat Florida State, mm-hmm. no. uh, I'm talking Ole Miss, um, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on with Vanderbilt, but, but those teams that, we're, we're at the bottom of the pack last year. They're all greatly improved. I mean, I mean, and that's again, that's the difference of the SEC today versus what it was, where you could usually count on a, a couple teams and just be bad for long stretches. That's not the case, uh, particularly with the portal. It doesn't take five years to turn things around. All right, what you got on the schedule for this weekend? Well, like I said, I got Mississippi State, and that's actually on a Sunday, uh, so there'll be no NFL for me. But the good news is, I'll get a chance to actually watch uh, the college games, and including the SEC championship game, which I can't wait for. Um, look, I know it's it's become <laughs> somewhat predictable to see Georgia and Alabama going head to head in Atlanta, but I, I don't think there are two more talented teams. You know, Michigan's right up there. Then these two, uh, the, the storylines write themselves, and if Alabama wins, it's going to be pure chaos hmm. for the committee. So uh, I don't have a rooting interest, but I am rooting for a great game, and I can't wait to watch it. I see no way. I see no way with a loss unless, I mean, even maybe a very close loss, I'm, a moderate loss. I see no way they leave Georgia out with a loss. I still think Georgia gets in. Mm-hmm. Alabama wins. They get in. So there's your two SEC schools that everybody uh, pushes for in SEC Nation. There's your two SEC schools. Um, and then Michigan will be your third. And I think Florida State, you can't leave them out if they win. I think that's your four. Alabama loses. Then I think you've got Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and, and either Oregon or Washington. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you got Texas on line one. Mm. Saying, wait a minute, we we beat Alabama head to head. Does that does that count for anything? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be a problem if that happens. Yeah. You're basically saying that game didn't mean enough. Um, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but yeah. I'm telling you that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be All pure right. chaos. Got to go. Thank you, man. Be right back. I want you to want me. All right, we're back 
from South Carolina State University. Oliver Dawson Stadium. Willie Jeffries Field. Bill Hamilton Press Box. <laughs> um, who's, bath- who's the bathroom named after here? We've got to put a name on the bathroom. Got to honor somebody for the Portal John, for flushing the Portal John. Uh, 14 to nothing, Oceanside Collegiate trailing uh, Great Collegiate here in the first half of the two-way championship game. Up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina women leading the top-ranked South Carolina women, 23-12, 8-12 to go in the opening half of play. The uh, South Carolina women held to 10 points in the opening quarter, fall, far, far off their average of like 104 <laughs> per game. I don't think they're going to reach 100. <laughs> At this point, they're shooting 5 of 15, have not made a 3, 33% from the floor, six turnovers for the Gamecocks to this point. Okay, let's welcome in for one final time this season, one half of the Will and the Thrill show. Will not able to be with us under the weather, he informed us a little while ago, but the chill has chilled, and he's with us one final time this season because there is no bowl game There is no holiday for the Gamecock football team as far as a trip is concerned. We welcome in Carl, the Thrill Hill, former Gamecock star. Welcome in, sir. Hope your Thanksgiving was good. I know your Saturday was not good. Are you over it by now? Yeah, man, I'm over it, and I had an absolutely great Thanksgiving with family and all things to be thankful for, so that was absolutely great. The ball game, I kind of, uh, a couple of my buddies kind of called me like, man, I kind of thought uh, the, the Clemson game, you were kind of going to go a little bit over the top like you do sometimes. Mm. And, and I said, man, I kind of been watching this season all, all, all the way through and about halfway through the season, I made a determination on our offense that, you know, you can kind of do some stuff okay but once the once the coaches get film on you, and if you don't change, you ain't worth a darn. And that's kind of what that's why I stopped bragging about our offense because it it wasn't worth a darn no more. We were worse than I just I didn't have any hope that we were gonna win that ball game just because I didn't think we'd be able to score. Well, I, listen, I agree with you 100. percent I didn't think the Gamecocks could do much with the Clemson defense, and that proved to be the case. Um, I did not think they would get that dominated. I did not think that Rattler would never. I don't think he had one clean pocket to throw from the whole game. Maybe, well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe that opening drive, that second drive after the interception, then they go down, they drive it. Maybe there he had a little bit of time, but outside of that, uh, he seldom had a had a clean pocket, and then. Kind of had a feeling the Gamecocks defensively would have a difficult time stopping the run, uh, and eventually Clemson warmed down. Even though they didn't get to the end zone, you know, didn't score an offensive touchdown. You got to give the defense credit there. Where do you think Shane Beamer goes from here, looking ahead to year four? Uh, how will the Gamecocks be different next year? You think? Well, first of all, we'll be different because this is going to sound crazy. Because I'm going to say this: I think Spencer Rattler was. The, the best um best quarterback that have ever come through the University of South Carolina. That's how much that's how highly I think of that kid. But with him there were some limitations. Next year we we won't have those limitations. Those limitations are that you can't run an RPO 
because Spencer really didn't want to run. He would when he had to on a run RPO play. You you need somebody that when they're crushing the inside to take it on the outside, and he wouldn't do that. So with the new kid with Sellers, they're gonna they're gonna rely on him to do that. And next year, when with Spencer Rattle on first down, like everybody did from game six on, blitz on first down because we're gonna run the ball, get him in second long, and we can keep putting pressure on him, and his offensive line won't have time. I don't care how good they are. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody did to us, and we kept doing the same old thing and expecting different results, and we got the same old results. We When we don't do anything, it ain't our offensive line. I like our offensive line. I think we got a good offensive line. I just think we had a poor coach. Mm. So what do you think? I'll tell you how poor it was, Phil. Mm-hmm. We are – we we were not better in almost any category from the coach we fired. That's how bad we coached on offense this year. We had Spencer freaking Rattler, and we couldn't even figure out how to make him successful. And if you look at all these players we have, and if you look at the quarterbacks and the guys on offense, and like, hell, if we can't win with Spencer Rattler, we can't win with nobody. We just wasted that kid year. We just got to coach a whole lot better on offense and even have – if we co- if we do the same thing we did this year, it'll be a worse. We had Spencer Rattler and did nothing with him. I don't care who you put at quarterback, you ain't gonna do nothing with this offense. It sucked. Are, are are you in favor of them going out and bringing a quarterback in from the portal or rolling with that would be Luke the stupidest thing in the world? Do you ruin your program? You got a quarterback that everybody there's not a person who's seen Sellers in a practice or seen Sellers in a scrimmage. That don't believe he's the future. If you be stupid enough to bring in a veteran to put over him, you're killing your program because all those guys and everybody talking about we got a young quarterback. 100% of the South Carolina offensive players, they know who that kid is. They didn't seen him at practice. They didn't seen him in scrimmages. And every time they've seen him on the field this year at offense, he's done something. If you bring somebody in to replace him. That's a, that you, you, you pretty much you, – you, you don't have a chance to win because you ain't got a culture no more. Do, do you see, in reflecting on the season, do you see any part of this team that they can build on in the offseason, in the spring, that will make them a winning team and a competitive team in the SEC next year? Well, it's not it. – Absolutely, we could have had it this year. And, and, and let me give Coach White defensively a, a little bit of credit. He sucked. His team sucked the first six games of the year pretty much. <laughs> they had a couple of good spurts, but they won that good. But he realized that my, my inside linebackers are killing me, so I got to do something else. So not only did he change the defense, he changed practice. They started doing more Scout team practice, get guys more familiar with. And I don't know what, why they weren't doing it from the beginning. They're getting guys more familiar with what's going to happen on Saturday. And it showed there was some change because what we were doing didn't work. And there was some success at the end of the season. We just need linebackers on defense. Our, our, our problem on defense, it's been linebackers. We Our defensive line has been good. The secondary was young, but we knew they were going to be young. When you, when you have two – uh, pro corners leave, and you have two sophomores come in, you're going to be young. So it just broke on that side. Linebackers, 
edge rushes is what we need. And we we need somebody on offense that's going to call the plays where you don't keep doing the same thing expecting different results. And that, he made Spencer Rattler so much better. He he improved his mechanics, his decision-making. Spencer Rattler did not throw a dumb interception all year long. Last year he threw about three or four. He improved. The guy was great. We just didn't get – we didn't get – we didn't – we didn't – we had Spencer Rattling couldn't win. So who else you gonna go back there while? I don't care how many players you get. If you if you can't win with with Spencer Rattling, you can't win with nobody. Mm. If you don't change your offense. Yeah, yeah. I don't care so, who you put back there. Let me let me leave you with. Let me ask this last thing. So I mean, I know as a former player, you're. You're probably happy that players are getting big dollars now and all that. I don't know your feelings about the the transfer portal, um, but I mean, when you see the number of players just today alone who reportedly are leaving the South Carolina program only, not to mention all across the country, and leaving them short in some areas, and now you know forcing the coaches to go re-recruit for for positions they'd already filled, but just maybe a year or two ago. How do you? What's your feeling about what's going on out in the in the jungles of college football now? The way everything is is being played out played out in the off season. Here's what I like. Here's what I like about NIL. It gives student athletes an opportunity to use their name, image, and likeness to make a little bit of money. Hell, I pay one of. Them. This is tennis now for my granddaughter. She was her tennis coach. But I'll pay her good money every lesson for every week. So to be able to make that kind of money to help support yourself is absolutely great. So I have however much money somebody want to give you to represent their business. I don't have a problem with it at all. But here's where the problem is, Phil. The problem is that money is not being used for your name, image, and likeness. It's being used for player retention, player acquisition. There was never a tent to be used for player acquisition and because we don't have any leadership anywhere in the, in, the, in the college football game, we are allowing money to bring players into your school. That was the reason the NCAA was even formed because schools were doing every, doing they paying these players. And so the, the NCAA is useless now. Because their goal, they were in, they were informed, involved, incorporated to stop every put everybody on a level playing field. Now they've allowed everybody not to be on a level playing field, which I always thought all the big conference getting together was going to be kind of stupid. But mm-hmm. the big conference tired of not having any leadership in this area, and government's not going to do anything about it at all. It's Here's what it's going to take, and here's what, and there's some people working on it that I know 100% that they're working on it. There's going to be pretty much, here's going to have to resolve this whole issue. The players are going to form a union that's not an employee union. They're going to get their extra money from what the Supreme Court, that your scholarship just don't tell you you can get this, this, you can get more, and it don't have to be a salary, but you still have to pay taxes on it. They're going to come together and say, this is what we're going to do, and then you get all the courts out of it. The, the NCAA going to get the things that they want. Players going to get the things that they want, and everybody's going to be out of it. There's going to be a level playing field. Without something like that, there's it's just it's the wild, wild west. This was back when I was growing up. 
they drop them refrigerators and dishwashers that you dry away and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carl, it's it's been great. Thank you for being with us all season long and for all these years that you've been part of this. Don't know if you'll be with us in the future because I know you got other things going on, but we really appreciate it. Uh, good luck to you moving forward. Hope to see you at a ball game sometime soon. Basketball, football, whatever the case may be. Anytime you need anything, if you need something from us, you let us know. Absolutely, guys, and it's been a pleasure and a blast. Uh, pleasure is all ours, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Carl, Carl the Thrill Hill with us here on Sports Talk. Appreciate man. his time, his insights as always. Really good stuff. 305 if you can't to go win with the, Spencer Rattler, yeah. you can't win. How about that? 305 <laughs> to go in the first half. South Carolina women trailing North Carolina 25-17. Here it's 14-0 Gray Collegiate. Over Oceanside, 724 to go and a half. And real quick, this story that uh, popped up here a little while ago from uh, Scotty Iceberg, Channel 4 in Charleston, who I saw downstairs earlier. This is odd, interesting, something that's going to be open for a follow-up, I guess, and, and some debate. There's a player on the Oceanside Collegiate team who wasn't going to play because of injury named Ben Britton, who's a lineman who's going to – army going to west point and according to scott's uh, post here who he spoke to jerome singleton of the high school league uh, britain was not allowed on the south carolina state campus by the university police because of a social media post from britain that's all we've seen on this uh, there's a picture of britain hugging one of his teammates by well, outside the stadium, I think that is, or by the, might be inside the stadium. It's right next to the South Carolina State football bus or truck, so maybe he was inside there. But I don't know what this is all about. We saw this post, and I asked David Shelton about it, and he was not aware of that. So this is very odd, and we'll see what, where this might go. Something to keep a, an eye on here as the weekend plays out. So don't know anything else about it. That's just been uh, put on X by – uh, Scotty Iceberg. Phil, before we, we go to break, are you, yeah. one other story from there that I, I was seeing if you were going to touch on. I'm curious if it's still the case. Scott Iceberg also tweeted a little while ago that a bank of lights there at Dawson Stadium is out, making the close corner of the field end zone. One of the end zones, or the corner at least of an end zone, is very dark compared to the rest of the stadium because the lights have do not appear to be functioning, mm-hmm. and that would create a significant disadvantage for wide receivers on that end of the field. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've been sitting here in the back of the press box and haven't really noticed. But, yeah, one end, one end zone is definitely darker than the other. So, apparently there is a lighting situation going on there. So, come on, SC State. If you're looking out of the press box, out there. it's to the right of you. Yeah, I'm looking at that corner. It definitely is darker than the rest of the field. All right, let's run to the break. we got to come back and give you the recruiting report. On this uh, very busy Thursday night edition, when we say Big Thursday on Sports Talk, we mean Big Thursday. It doesn't get much bigger than what we've done tonight. And we're going to hit up that recruiting report in just a moment. And then any time remaining, we'll talk about things. Talk to the hand. That's what we'll do. Be back after this break here on Sports Talk.
Farm Bureau Insurance's agricultural roots and ties to South Carolina farmers have shaped the company's culture and work ethic, providing a unique customer experience. Customers are treated like people, not policies. Now, while other insurance companies may have a one-size-fits-all approach to handling customers, we believe you need to be valued and treated right. Our claims professionals work until the job is done, and our agents still believe in the commitment that comes with a handshake. Call Buddy Bridges and Clinton and Lawrence at 864-923-217 for all of your auto, home, and life insurance needs. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. The lottery is not about getting rich. It's about helping people, and it always has been. The lottery is what helped raise the Great Wall of China, build the roads of Rome, and today in South Carolina, it's what generates millions of dollars each year for scholarships like the SC Hope, Life, and Palmetto Fellows. The South Carolina Education Lottery is investing in you. Visit sceducationlottery.com slash better you to learn more. Football season is upon us, and that means Columbia is welcoming fans from around the corner and across the country. No matter where you're from, Gamecocks love coming together for game day energy that can only be found in South Carolina's capital city. Book hotel rooms, find pre- and post-game activities, and plan your tailgate spread with local favorites from pimento cheese to barbecue at experiencecolumbiasc.com. We'll see you soon, and go Gamecocks! I'm attorney Jim Corbett. That's the sound of a big hit on you and your car or truck. I've been an attorney for more than 30 years, helping people who get injured in car wrecks and truck wrecks. If you have serious injuries, call Jim Corbett, 803-765-2968, or email me at jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T. I don't get paid unless I recover for you. Jim Corbett Attorney, for your best recovery from a big hit, 803-765-2968, or jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. George Bryan for Tsunami Bar Sports, our inventor, David Abernathy, has always said Tsunami Bar technology allows us to take the training to the grass. Now I know through my sport of golf that natural agility can be converted to athletic ability. And why is this, Tsunami Robbie? Transferring the training to the grass. This may be the most undervalued characteristic of the Tsunami Flexible Bar technology. The Tsunami Bar action loads and unloads at the concentric and eccentric transition points. This is what we call reversal forces. And the Tsunami Bar is the only bar and training device that I know of that can train these reversal forces adequately at speed. Hey, this is Phil Kornblut. The Tsunami Bar is a terrific training device whether you're working on your fitness or your golf game. It's convenient, it's easy to use, and you won't feel beat up afterwards. Be sure to click on the digital ad on sportstalksc.com and get 5% off any order using promo code BBB5. Don't wait. Order today. 
Avoiding excess financial stress from the holidays doesn't take a Christmas miracle. All it takes is a Christmas loan from Founders Federal Credit Union. Our Christmas loan is designed to ease your Yuletide expenses so you can focus on what matters most, spreading joy and love. With our great rates, flexible repayment options, and outstanding service, you'll be ready for whatever the holidays might throw your way. So instead of putting that unexpected sleigh repair on next year's wish list, visit foundersfcu.com slash Christmas loan to unwrap your own magic this Christmas. Relax with Founders Federal Federal Credit Union. Terms and conditions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership qualification required. All right, time for the recruiting report here on Sports Talk. As we do that, let me tell you two things. The lights are on in that corner. They were off prior to the game, but they are working. Thank you very much. And Good to hear. Oceanside has just scored on a quarterback keeper short run to make it 14-7. to Gray Collegiate with 4.53 to go in the first half. To the recruiting in our final minutes brought to you by Seawells. Tomorrow is a roast beef Friday. So I'm sure the folks here in the press box will make their way to Seawells before they come to Orangeburg. I think I might do that to enjoy a great luncheon buffet for only $14. Best buffet in South Carolina, hands down. And the best catering business in South Carolina as well, 803-771-7385, SeawellsCateringSC.com online. Cornerback Quasheed Scott from Marion, been committed to Kentucky since July. Gamecocks are making a run at him, showing a lot of interest. He was there for the Clemson game, the Kentucky game, a game in September. So and he's watched him several times on television. Uh, they like his speed. They say he can play nickel, he can play some corner, he can play safety. So they're making a hard push. He set an official with the Gamecocks for January the 12th. Now, he's been committed to Kentucky. And the Kentucky coaching staff is coming um, in to see him. Two coaches tomorrow, and Stoops is coming in on Sunday. USC has an in-home with him on December the 7th. Right now, he's still sticking with Kentucky. He's got his official visit there December the 8th. And he told me the other day that he's on with Kentucky, and that's it right now. He'll see what happens as this thing plays out, but still with Kentucky at this point. All right, USC offered North Texas transfer wide receiver Jamon Macklin. He's 5'11", 183. He played two seasons with the Mean Green. I love the Mean Green. He caught 73 balls, 1,384 yards, 11 touchdowns. USC offered Penn transfer defensive tackle Joey Slackman as the Gamecocks try to take over the Ivy League. Uh, Slackman's got a lot of big offers. USC offered 2025 tight end Mike Taylor of Hammond. UCF also offered. Uh, USC offered 2025 linebacker Adam Balogun Ali of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And the Gamecocks offered 2026 offensive tackle Leo Delaney out of Charlotte. USC looking at Cornell transfer offensive tackle Micah Sahagian, 6'6". 328. Also looking at Indiana transfer offensive tackle Matthew Bedford, 6'6", 305. He started 28 games. USC some interest in New Mexico transfer offensive tackle J.C. Davis, 6'5", 307. He was all Mountain West. He's from Oakland. Georgia State 
transfer running back Casey Adams, who prepped at Gray Collegiate, was offered by Wingate. He also said he's had some early contact from USC's Dowell Loggins and Monterio Hardesty. There you go with the recruiting tonight here on Sports Talk. Check it out online, sportstalksc.com. And on Twitter, use the hashtag STRecruiting. Did I say Mike Tyler? I said Mike Tyler. Did I not say? I got Reggie Anderson sending me a nasty text message here saying I mispronounced his name. Did I not say tight end Mike Tyler of Hammond was offered by South Carolina? Sure. Why not? Can anybody verify that I said that? <laughs> I've got it written As right. As Warner I... used to say, let's go to the videotape. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I usually mistype it, but I, I've got Mike Tyler. Of course, Reggie's an idiot. He probably didn't. Oh, he says I said Taylor. No, I said Tyler. Sure, I said Tyler. That'll do it. Have a great night. See you back here tomorrow night from Orangeburg. Have a great one.